Hey, good evening. Welcome to another week of Bible Study Fellowship. Tonight, we're finishing up the first chapter of John's Gospel, the rest of John chapter 1. Let me pray for us, and we will get started. Heavenly Father, thank you that uh, you gave John the mission in this world to serve as Jesus' disciple, and also to help us understand and believe more about who Jesus is. As we come to your word tonight, I pray that you would instruct us and uh, fill us with your wisdom through uh, John's words. Pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, I, uh, I, I have been known uh, to watch a, a couple of YouTube channels about people that do off-road vehicle fabrication and then off-road vehicle recovery. And one of the things, as I've watched some of these episodes, I've probably watched maybe 50 of these episodes. It's a YouTube channel. And one of the things I've noticed is that on this YouTube channel, they put a certain type of battery into the vehicles that they make. Uh, it's an Optima car battery, and I needed to get a new battery for my car, and so I bought an Optima car battery. And, you know, it works great. It works just like maybe any other battery that you've had in your car. But as I was thinking about this, I, I realized that one of the things that had occurred with me was that I had been influenced by social media. Uh, and that's what a lot of people give themselves titles of, social media influencers. And one of the things that they do is, they, you know, they, the, na- it's, the name says it all, they influence us, they have an impact us. Uh, whether or not these people on this fabrication show intended to direct me to purchase a type of battery, uh, their show, their videos, and the fact that I was taking it into my mind ultimately had an impact on the decision that I made about what kind of battery I was going to buy for my car. And social media can influence us in many different ways. And uh, some of the ways we're aware of, uh, and we realize that people are trying to influence us and they're trying to direct us to spend money on something, invest a certain way, uh, have political priorities that align a certain way, treat the environment a certain way, dress a certain way, act a certain way, think a certain way. And with so much influence that's coming into our lives and into our minds, uh, we can sort of make a decision to block everything out. It becomes very difficult for us to discern who are the voices, who are the people that I should be listening to. And I think this was probably an issue that has plagued humanity uh, from you know the beginning of time. Uh, and as John was writing his gospel, John wanted to make sure that he presented information to his audience so that they would come to understand that Jesus' voice, Jesus' words are trustworthy. Jesus' words should influence Jesus's word should change uh, the hearts of his hearers. And I think as we come to the, the, the first couple of uh, chapters of John, we're going to see him going through and revealing uh, through evidence and through witnesses that Jesus is the promised Messiah of the Old Testament. Our, our, our aim tonight, the thing I think we can learn, is that Jesus is the right person for us to believe uh, and we're going to take a look at how John, the author, does this in uh, a couple different ways. First of all, we're going to look at the testimony that we get from John the Baptist, and we're going to read about that in just a little bit. 
and we're also going to hear the testimony of the first disciples, and we'll finally hear from Jesus himself. So uh, three different evidences that we're going to get uh, in John's gospel tonight. Let's go ahead and get started. I'll read just a little bit of it, and uh, we'll get a a flavor for what's going on. But uh, first of all, uh, we're going to see in uh, John chapter 1, verse 19, John the Baptist is interrogated by a group that has been sent by the Jews. This is the testimony of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? And you can see John's confession. Uh, John confesses that he is not the Christ. He is not Elijah. He is not the prophet. Uh, Instead, John reveals that he is the voice crying out in the wilderness make straight the way of the Lord. Uh, And this was captured. These words are a quotation from the prophet Isaiah. The point of of this, at least from my perspective, is that John understood who he was. John understood what his mission was in this world. Uh, John's ministry was foretold by the prophet Isaiah, and uh, his ministry was inaugurated by God. John knew that it was time for him to begin baptizing because God had said, begin, start. Uh, John knew what he was supposed to do, and he knew who he was, and he didn't attempt to take the glory of Jesus for himself. Furthermore, not only did John uh, understand who he is, he understood who Jesus was. John answers the, the, the Jews And he says, I baptize with water, but among you stands one you do not know, even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandals I'm not worthy to untie. Uh, And then later on in the next verses we see, uh, in verse 29, we see John identify Jesus as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John the Baptist's ministry was uh, based upon repentance. We don't know exactly what his ministry looked like. We know that he was baptizing people. We know that it was in the Jordan River. We know that it was near Bethany. We don't know what a John the Baptist ministry day would look like, but we know that he had a ministry of repentance. He had a ministry where he was dealing with people who were speaking about the consequences of sin in their lives. And so John knew that the, the, his work of repentance, people were acknowledging their sin. They were speaking about their sin. They were being baptized with water, uh, not to forgive their sins, but to prepare their hearts for the one who would come after, the one whose sandals John would not be worthy to untie, namely the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John goes on to explain more about his testimony of who Jesus is. After me comes a man who ranks before me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness, I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, that is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and I have borne witness that this is the Son of God. 
So it seems that uh, John had been given information. It had been foretold to John that at some point the spirit would descend like a dove uh, and remain on somebody, and that person would be the one who John had been waiting for. He didn't. He he was related to Jesus, but he did not know that Jesus was the one who would come after him. But uh, this prophecy, this information that John had been given, was confirmed in the events of Jesus's baptism by John the Baptist. And it's interesting that that John the disciple does not give us the narrative story of Jesus being baptized by John, but instead he he gives us this 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 testimony, this verbal testimony of John about uh, what had been foretold to John and how it was fulfilled uh, in the person of Jesus. As you think about the different baptisms that are being talked about here, it might take us, uh, we might think about the way that we baptize in the, you know, the American church today. Uh, again, we, we don't know a lot about John's baptism other than it was water. It was at the Jordan. Uh, John was sent to do this ministry. His purpose of his ministry was to prepare, G- for, for, prepare people for Jesus' ministry. We know that this water baptism would not actually wash away people's sins the way that water might wash away dirt uh, or other impurities that we have on our bodies. We know that Jesus's ministry was going to baptize people with the Holy Spirit. We know that a lot of the ministry of Jesus was not visible. Jesus spoke about the kingdom that was coming as being one that was not going to be an earthly kingdom, a visible kingdom. And so this baptism of the Holy Spirit uh, is going to be one that may not be visible. It might not be something that we can see. Uh, the Holy Spirit's actions are visible, but to see the Holy Spirit, to point to the Holy Spirit and say, there it is, there he is, uh, it is not necessarily possible. We know that Jesus' mission was that of the Lamb of God to take away sin. Uh, and we know that that baptism of the Holy Spirit would effectively remove sins from from followers of Jesus, from those who believed in Jesus. And that inward reality of a changed heart, a changed nature, uh, forgiveness of sin, removal uh, of guilt and shame would eventually be visible in the way that people acted, their priorities, the way that they treated other people, the words that they spoke uh, about themselves or about others with. We know that that, that that baptism of the Spirit would eventually be manifest in visible ways, uh, but it didn't necessarily always have this radical experience that people had uh, when they would receive the Holy Spirit. But instead, it could be a slow process that would bring about change over time. Well, at any, the, the principle for this first section is that John the Baptist was confident of who Jesus was and is. John the Baptist was confident of Jesus's character. When I look back upon my life, the thing that stands out to me as I remember the way that I was in high school is how much I've changed. Even if I look at the activities that I did uh, in high school, I spent a lot of time snowboarding. I spent a lot of time on a rowing team. And since that time, I've moved away from those hobbies, away from those activities. I do other things now. I'm a different person now. And I think one of the ways, one of the, the ways that we bring our humanity and we assign it to Jesus is we say, well, Jesus isn't the same person. 
the Jesus that I read about in in the Bible, the Jesus that John the Baptist knew, uh, you know, he's he's changed since then. Maybe he's become more jaded. Uh, maybe he's become less forgiving. Maybe his character has changed from the way that it was presented in this book. And so if I come to Jesus, I shouldn't expect to be treated the way that people were treated in the Bible. I should expect to be treated differently. Uh, The reality, friends, is that Jesus, as a member of the Godhead, as one of the parts of God, one of the persons of God, is not going to change the way that we do. Uh, Jesus's work of forgiveness, Jesus's work of forgiving sins, uh, it is going to be the same yesterday, today, and forever. When, When you and I come to him, we are going to experience him as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Uh, perhaps we don't have a clear idea of what Jesus is like, of what his character is like, of, of, of what his priorities were. And uh, what I would say is that it's great for us to come back to a book like the Gospel of John because John is going to reveal to us the character, the personality, uh, the priorities Uh, the words of Jesus in a way to help us understand more about who he is. Uh, John is going to give us confidence that Jesus' character has not changed. We can bring our concerns to the word of God and receive peace and confidence that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. As we go on in the the Gospel of John, uh, into verse 35, we're going to see Jesus beginning to uh, uh, be on the scene. Uh, His first disciples are going to be called, but the very first disciples come from those people who were following John the Baptist. Verse 35, the next day, John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked by, and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. And two of John's followers began to follow Jesus. There's this great interchange here. What are you seeking? Uh, Jesus says to these two men, and they say, Rabbi, where are you staying? They wanted to be in Jesus' presence. They wanted to hear the words that he would say. They wanted to learn more about who Jesus was. They had seen him presented by John as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. But they wanted to see for themselves who is Jesus, what are his teaching, what is he going to be like. And as Andrew spent time with Jesus, he went to his brother and he said, we have found the Messiah, uh, the one who was promised, the Christ, the one who was promised by the Old Testament scriptures. And so Andrew brought Simon, who was renamed Peter by Jesus. Uh, The next day, uh, Jesus went and called Philip. Uh, he was he was uh, he he said to Philip, "Just simply follow me." And we're told where Philip was from, and Philip began to follow Jesus. And we don't know exactly how long he spent with him, but it wasn't even a full day. And he went to Nathaniel, uh, and he said to Nathaniel, "We have found him of whom Moses and the law, and also the prophets wrote." Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph, uh, and, and Nathaniel reluctantly comes uh, and begins to spend time with Jesus. Uh, Nathaniel come to the, came to the conclusion very quickly, you are the son of God, you are the king of Israel. 
And uh, as people spent time with Jesus, they began to come to the conclusion correctly that he was the one who was, who was foretold uh, in the Hebrew Bible, in the Hebrew Old Testament. Uh, we see uh, sort of this first phrase of Jesus at the end of verse 51, this kind of this first teaching moment of Jesus. Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. This is the first of 25 truly, truly statements that we are going to see Jesus speak in the Gospel of John. Uh, This one is a reference to Genesis 28.10, Jacob's dream and vision. Jacob is fleeing from his uh, brother. He has just sort of illicitly received a blessing from his father, and he's on the run. He's leaving the land, and he has a vision of uh, angels ascending and descending on a ladder. And when he wakes up the next morning, he says, this must be the house of God. This is the place where God is communicating and communing with man. And so by speaking these words at this time, it seems that Jesus is, yes, affirming that the Old Testament is speaking about him. He refers to himself as the ladder, uh, the one who is providing a pathway, a way for men and women to be able to interact directly with God. And it also seems like in the same way, uh, Jesus is making it clear that he is the one who will be carrying on the fulfillment of the promise that God made to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob, and that was a three-part blessing of land. Of, of a promised offspring and blessing. And Jesus is saying, I am the one who will fulfill in, that, that, in a perfect way that promise that God made to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. As people began to follow Jesus, they began to, to hear him and understand him teaching about the Old Testament, about himself, and it resulted in them coming to the conclusion that we heard from Andrew and from Philip. We have found the Messiah, the one who was promised. And the principle for this section is that spending time with Jesus will bring a greater understanding or greater revelation of who God is. Perhaps as you've, as you've uh, gone through the, the Bible, you're struggling uh, with understanding more about who God is, and Jesus would say, look at me. Look at me. Look at Jesus, and that will help you learn more about who God is. As you think about, we're only a few weeks in, but what are some things that God has taught you about himself as you have studied about Jesus in the Gospel of John this year? As we wrap up, I think one of the conclusions that we can make is that being influenced by social media, not a great idea. Being influenced by Jesus is a good idea. And so the thing that tends to influence us is where do we spend our time? What do we spend our time doing? What are we taking in? And uh, one of the great things about Bible study is that we have an opportunity to take in Jesus' words, Jesus' teaching, uh, and we, be, we can begin to be influenced by him and not by so much else in this world that wants to scream for our attention. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for Jesus' ability to influence our hearts And I pray that you would help us to uh, be receptive to his words 
And Lord, I pray that you would give us the time that we need in your word to learn more about who Jesus is. Amen.